0: And um, all right, let's go. Bears, beats, Battlestar Galactica. No!
1: You really adopted the dark. I was born in it.
0: Sounds like somebody's got a case of
2: the Mondays.
1: Bazinga! Do it you
0: be fair? Baby slow. Cool. Cool, go cool. cool.
1: Bear. Bear. All right. Uh welcome to the uh Mount Geekboard Podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to watch, listen, and uh and hear people debate their top four, Mount Rushmore, if you will, of their favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell by looking at the screen, if you're watching us live or pre-recorded on, uh, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch, is the Mount Geekmore of Robin Williams. If you are listening to the audio version of this uh, a week from now, then just know that you could go back and watch the video and see our <laughs> beautiful faces. I am Neri Science. With me, as usual, is David. Howdy. And Daniel DeBona. What up, y'all? And today we have a special guests uh, back to the podcast, friend of the uh, friend of the show, David DeRosario.
2: How's it going, everybody? Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that's his actual voice. That's what he spe- sounds like. The whole, no, I, the, yeah, the, yeah, it's
2: it's very very different. But yeah. you gotta
1: commit to it now, David. All right, you gotta <laughs> right. the whole <laughs> thing. The i, talk. I to <laughs> how I'm gonna talk? Uh, all right, so today we're doing the Mount Rushmore of uh, Robin Williams films in honor. Uh, be it a little bit late. Uh we are like four or five days late as a time of the recording this of Robin's uh, uh birthday. He would have been 70, I believe it was. Am I correct in that? That
0: sounds right. Let me
1: let me look that up
0: just in okay. case. Somebody fact check uh, yeah, me. yep. He would have been he would have been 70 on July
1: twenty-first. Would have been seventy uh six days ago. So mm-hmm. uh we in honor of him, because we are all huge fans of him, uh we are doing the Mount Rushmore Robin Williams films, which is to be honest with you, quite shocking. To to a few of us that we haven't already done this. (laughs)
0: This this is something that we've bounced back and forth like, oh, you know, we we should get to a Robin Williams one. And and then it gets put on the back burner because, you know, we're doing something in honor of like Fourth of July or something in honor of, you know, something else. And this just always got pushed off. Genuinely thought we'd done it for a second when you first suggested
3: it.
1: Yeah, I like, thought
2: I thought you guys had done it too, but you know, like it's <laughs> fucking stupid me, right?
1: <laughs> fuck me, right? I'll be over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm glad we're doing this because uh, we're all huge fans. It's so funny because uh we ca- I had called originally called somebody else to be our fourth, and they were like, ah, "Don't really know much about Robin Williams films," and I'm like, "I don't even know how to answer that." I can't, I, can't I, process I, that. Yeah, like, I don't know how to answer that. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I don't Deleting. I deleted his number off my phone. Like, whatever. Yeah, no, you, you
0: have to. You have yeah, to.
1: Makes sense. Um, all right. So let's get it going. David, tell us how you. Uh, let me, let, I'm going to call you the Rosario and I'm going to call him David. That's, uh, so we're going to clear that up right now. Dave, how did you come up with your selections? Uh,
0: so you're not going to be calling me David at all. You're just going to be calling me Dave then. Wow. Well, you know what? You know what? This one right here—that one's—that one's fucker. And- All right.
1: It's oh, uh, only three of us uh, this week, and uh- <laughs> Jesus. that was great. That was good. All right. That was good. All right. uh- uh, how how did you make your selections?
0: Uh, so uh, there there were a bunch that came to me right away and uh and and i did like a quick a quick search and i was like oh yeah I, I remember that one and i remember that one but i kept going back to the same couple ones so i, I did kind of make um a rule for myself i said i'm not gonna go all comedy and i'm not gonna go all drama uh because he's uh, like pretty much unmatched in both like he's he's just incredible at everything. So uh so I do have a nice split. There's uh there's some comedy, there's some dramedy, there's some drama. Um there's uh you know a li- little bit of everything. Woo!
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh hold on, let's I can't mix
2: That was good. Hey. That was that was a really good breakdown.
1: Thank I, you. I, Thank you I, very I much. You, I can't have you guys both uh after one another. Uh <laughs> the bona um What do we got? How did you guys, how did you come up with your selection?
3: So it was the same type of thing as Dave. Like I tried to think about just a lot of different things. I I tried to think about his role specifically in the movie as well. So even if it's not necessarily like specifically a Robin Williams uh, vehicle, like I've definitely got one on my list where he is not the main star but uh, his role in it is just phenomenal. And I did the same type of thing. I, I kind of ended up getting, I've got some, I've got some drama. I've got some comedy. I, I got a, a little bit of everything that he can do. Kind of, these are all the ones where I feel like he was doing it um, at his best. I've got one that might be a little controversial so I can audible in another one if need be.
0: Uh, okay. All right. Um, I already know which one you're talking about. The Rosario
2: yeah uh how did how did i arrive to mine i just you know i i'm not i know i'm gonna have like a couple of uh a couple of them that are gonna be like for sure absolutely and then there may be like one where you're gonna be like really and uh i had a lot of honorable mentions uh but yeah again there's gonna be movies on my list you'll be like oh but dude you didn't put that fucking movie i'm sorry can i curse on
1: here what are you yeah <laughs> oh,
2: no we're, uh, we're not your mom. Hey, <laughs> so you know, but yeah, it was that it, I didn't I didn't break it down like you guys how you guys did it. Where like first of all, I can look at his serious movies and break it down into one thing, but then it's like the com- you know the comedy and and a little bit of like what seemed to have been a comedy, especially in my list, almost felt like a drama in some ways. Like it was kind of my way of looking and be like, because you brought it up or like. Oh, he did you know, he obviously won the Oscar for for a drama, but like I'm looking at my list, and I'm just like, is it all drama? Is there like a little bit of comedy mixed with this? And that's the beauty of Rob yeah. Williams.
0: yeah
1: I, uh, I think the beauty of him was his hairy arms. that was yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. that too I, yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I the way I made my selections is I didn't pick any comedies, and I didn't pick any dramas. <laughs> uh these are all horror movies. Uh so <laughs> this is what I went with. <laughs> this is what I went with. Uh no, I just put the four movies that I like the best, man. And uh he had enough in his in his he was um he was always working, so he had enough uh in his uh filmology that you could you know you can't be wrong. Yeah, I mean, some
3: something like 63, 64 films.
1: Yeah, but there's a lot of movies that sucked. Let's not Fucking like there's like there's some, movie, especially in his early career, there's some movies that fucking suck, but there's some movies that are just outstanding masterpieces and it should be enshrined in some fucking archive somewhere. It's
3: like on a mountain,
1: <laughs> right? Like <laughs> fucking with a chisel and a hammer and fucking dynamite, man. Um, so right, so let's get it going. Let's start with
3: the fourth pick, number four, round four. I'm in no mood for
2: your wives' crack. Let's get it on.
1: All right, uh, fourth pick. Uh, David, what is your fourth pick? Uh, my fourth pick
0: is, um, oddly enough, the only movie on my mountain that was not critically acclaimed. Um, but like the consensus among normal people is like, this movie's is amazing. Um, and it's the only one from my childhood that I loved as a child that made it on the list and its hook. Oh god
3: honorable mention and i just i just couldn't bring myself to put it on here but uh, yeah. That much yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah yeah um it, it, this this is a movie that um as i think as an adult means more to me than it did as a kid um and and it's it's because I think the the movie works on so many levels. Um, which, you know, it's it's Spielberg. So, you know, he's he's a complex movie maker, um, but you can watch Spielberg's movies as a kid and love it because it's visual candy. Uh, but you, th- he's also always got this sort of like, I don't want to grow up. I've got issues with my dad thing going on uh, in almost every movie. Uh, there's either an absentee father or father issues or something like that, and and subsequently the protagonist has this this issue with growing up, and so uh, now as as a father myself to see uh, Robin become this guy and and then reconnect with his his inner child and 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 you know, become a, a a great father along the way. I mean, it's it's a movie that. Interestingly, means more to me now than it did when I saw it as a kid. Um, so I it's it is far from the best movie on my list, and I think that's why it's a number four. (laughs) Uh Uh, David, may I interrupt for a second? May I interrupt for a second?
2: Absolutely the children are screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 I agree with you, man. Definitely, it's definitely there. Hook. Yeah.
3: So much fun. Like, I love uh, the the scene when they're at the table and all the food's, like, imaginary or whatever, Uh and and he's just starving, and and it finally clicks for him. And that light comes on, and he joins the food fight, and it, it takes a Robin Williams to so perfectly portray that change in character that physically wasn't a change, but you saw it in him, like when it happened in that. And that's the scene that I always go back to as being like, God, he's just so good in this movie. And that scene really sells it.
0: That's, uh, we were mentioning at the beginning, uh, like there's, there's a lot of elements of dramedy, right? Drama and comedy in, in his movies. And, and I think this is one where, um, because he needs to be almost two different characters fr- from the beginning to the end of the movie, um, it only works with someone like Robin Williams there. And I don't think that physically he looks like Peter Pan. I don't know that I will ever physically buy him as Peter Pan, even grown-up Peter Pan. But he fucking I, I, transforms I into
1: it. Peter Pan. I buy it. I buy it. You, you know, Peter Pan is a is a fictitious character, right? <laughs>
0: No, no, no. I did. I did not know that. he usually talking? portrayed by a woman?
1: Yeah, usually I, portrayed by a woman. I. Uh, I think, I think wow. you
0: need receipts to back this up.
1: Wow. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, wow. yeah, weirdly, Weird you like, I don't buy him as. I'm like, it's you don't buy him as a fictitious character. Okay. <laughs> um. Right. Uh, I gotta be uh. So, Hook. I. I was probably. I probably learned that it was not critically acclaimed maybe six months ago. I'm not like I hadn't. Because it was a movie from my childhood and when my ch- and in my childhood I never looked up reviews. Not that I look up reviews now, yeah. but I never even entered the Zygist. Uh, and so when I was going through one of those like oh movies, like one of those lists on Twitter that's like movies that are better than they're rated. And I and then I saw Hook, I was like, Fucking Hook is amazing. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I looked it up and I looked up the, the 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 count, the reviews and the percentage, and I was like, Oh boy, holy shit. Like I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue that the critics hated this movie. Uh, and I was I, I didn't even realize that it was a, a Steven Spielberg movie until probably like maybe 5 years ago. Um, I
3: didn't realize that until Dave just said it. Honest yeah. to God, I never realized
0: that was a Spielberg
1: movie. Yeah, I never I never stopped to think and, that and it was all, a Spielberg. Movie.
0: All of the knocks against the movie are the typical knocks against Steven Spielberg that it's overly sentimental, that uh you know, it's it, it's not um well they can <laughs> they can fuck right off. I, that's that's, Wait, that's what that's what I think. No, but here's yeah.
1: the thing though. They're not wrong. It is overly sentimental. If you're not into that thing, then you won't like it. Yeah. But I don't see like that's like when somebody says that. Oh, that's too much fun. Oh, oh, okay. okay, oh, I, guess. okay. I mean, like,
3: it's like when you're there? watching Chopped and they make dessert They're like, it's good, but it's too sweet.
1: Yeah. What, the, like, fuck? what the fuck does that mean, Chef? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I uh, I didn't know what Steven Spielberg into a few years ago. Maybe not five. Maybe three years ago when we did the Steven Spielberg Mountain is when I learned that it was oh, okay.
2: I knew um, I knew I knew it right when it came out.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but it, it was it's a great movie. I like it. My the best part of that movie to me is the, the way it ended and who he gives the control of the lost boys to mm-hmm. is the fat kid. And I'm like, you win my heart, my friend. <laughs> Anytime that you let the fat kid win. Be a leader, not just a fucking comedic sidekick. Oh, my friend, you got me. You got.
3: I was I was Rufio for Halloween when I was like nineteen or twenty. So that tracks. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, no, and that 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 he was thirty when he made the movie, so that I I mean,
0: (laughs) mean, he was was finally old enough
2: to. That part of Neverland ended up being Wakanda, and that kid ended up being the Black Panther. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, Hook, uh, so we got Hook. Debono, what do you got, man?
3: Uh, for my number four, it is uh, it is one of uh, the suspense movies, like the thriller-type movies that he's been known to do. This is actually the second one uh, that came to mind, but when I really went back and thought about him, I liked this one a little bit more. My number four is One Hour Photo.
1: You know, uh, this is a movie that i introduced to dave a few yeah. years ago and me i didn't want to give him my thoughts on it but him and i had the same thoughts on the movie uh but go ahead uh, and about. so
3: with with one hour photo what was really uh i, I was oh, this wasn't it i'm sorry uh, of, uh, one hour photo it.
1: sorry What's... this wasn't it this wasn't the oh. movie that i introduced dave to i apologize oh, i'm okay. thinking of a different movie my bad i'm sorry but,
3: um one Hour Photo is, uh, it was the movie, it came out, there's there's another one that I won't say that, that's a little bit more popular, is one where he's the villain, but One Hour Photo sticks out to me in the fact that he was so genuinely creepy. He, If you've never seen One Hour Photo, he's this guy that becomes obsessed with this family whose pictures he develops because he's sad and lonely, and he-
1: First of all, if you watch it now, it doesn't make any sense because no, right. developing <laughs> film.
0: Yeah, so that's there, already
1: fucking super. Like what? There, like there was a know?
0: time when you when you took something like this. Yeah. All right. It's called film. All right. You 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 stuck it inside of a camera. You, props for my list. You you, un, you unroll it and you stick it in a camera, and then you 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 took pictures not on your phone, but but on uh, on one of these things.
1: Yeah. Look at that. And then. And then when you're done, and it only takes a certain number, some the, I think the most was thirty six, at one point.
0: Yeah, depending and, on the role.
1: Yeah, depending on the size of the role. And then uh, once you're done taking those thirty six pictures, you never see them again. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, uh,
3: but and so he becomes obsessed. <laughs> you hope, his you hope that they were usable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but it's just he's he's so creepy like when i the first time i saw one hour photo i had not seen the like i said there was one that came out before where he played a villain but i had never seen that one this was the first time i remembered seeing him and just being just i was uncomfy with with this Robin Williams role, this character aside, the guy who develops film and becomes obsessed with his family. And then just just outside his existence, being uncomfortable, he goes on to then discover things about this family that then make him angry because he considers himself to be a part of this family. And so he just does such a good job of selling this, like, loner, miserable guy who's only living vicariously through the photos that he's developing. And the whole thing, it's just insane, down to the very last shot of the movie. It's its creepy. I, I don't want to say too much because I feel like it's a movie that, that a lot of people haven't seen, and there is some really great stuff in here. It's not like shocking like with gore or anything like that it's nothing that's going to blow you away if you see it but there's a couple little twists and turns just some things that make it great but the reason i ended up picking this one is because he is the one who carries this movie this movie solely exists as a vehicle for this character aside to show how creepy and weird he is and weird i've seen robin williams do weird but funny weird right like mork is weird but sigh is weird and creepy and it was just like nothing else i'd ever seen him do and this one always sticks out to me as his best like villain role so that's why i went with this one My number four is one hour photo
1: okay one hour photo uh i saw it once uh i got I, I remember thinking it was cool it was fine um definitely surprised that it makes a mountain to be honest with you
3: i mean, uh, do I, I love i love it it's just like i said it's it's so it's so left field for so many other things he, that he's done to just be that that I mean I don't even want to say like awful like it's not even necessarily that he's a bad guy he's like a really misguided guy who goes about things in a really bad way it, it's it's a it's a it's a really interesting look into the way that loneliness can break a person's psyche Mm -hmm. and that's what gets me about one hour photo more so than some of the other villain roles that he's done
0: it's it's a really really great character study um and and i think it really shows off his acting chops in a way that a lot of other movies don't uh and this was one of the first ones that came to mind for me but in one of the things that kind of Helped me make my mountain is how often I'm going to rewatch something. And this movie takes you to such a dark place that I, I, I don't know that I've ever rewatched it. To be
3: I, I, the only, I've i seen it multiple times because when it first came out, like I went and bought it, and it became one of those things where I'd be like, Oh, you haven't seen one hour photo. You know, uh-huh. and like you're just sitting around on a Thursday night or whatever in the apartment and be like, Oh fuck it. Let's put it on. It's only like an hour and a half long. And so I've seen it a bunch of times just because I was constantly running into people who hadn't seen it. And I would then force mm-hmm. them to watch it.
0: Gotcha.
1: I, um, I remember i've seen his movie maybe a couple of times i don't think but definitely not 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 uh not as many as the other movies that he's done um but i will say maybe because i'm jaded now uh being a comedian for as long as i have been to see a comedian act creepy doesn't really surprise me <laughs> so i'm like eh, okay yeah, that makes Like, it's not like he's a super creepy guy that doesn't deal with loneliness very well. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. So, what do you want? So, he's a comedian. (laughs) Uh, He's got two shows tonight. That's cool. Uh, like, I I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's fucked up, I guess. Um, anyways, um, with that said, uh, give me a second here. Trying to share the, the post. So, I apologize. Uh, the, um, the Rosario, what is your number four?
2: So, uh, my number four is, um, it's a movie with probably one of my, my favorite directors, uh, Terry Gilliam and mm. he, uh, and the, the Fisher King table. With, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a t- table. Uh, like it will come back up.
1: Um, we're talking. We're going oh. to leave it oh, on the table. Okay. Right now and, all
2: right, cool. All right. Cool. But yeah, just sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, all right. uh, hold on give me a second I apologize guys I probably should have done this before but I was doing other things uh all right so my number four I know it's gonna get tabled fact it's gonna get tabled hold on Fisher let me write this down Fisher King Fisher King uh my number four is uh Birdcage tabled I know <laughs> Uh, uh, all right let's go with our number threes oh wait so the number fours were hook one hour photo fisher king and birdcage round three three is a magic number yes it is all right uh david what's up what's your number three
0: So my number three is one that you introduced to me, and this is one that um, I knew a lot about, but had never actually seen until I don't know, maybe uh, five years ago, and uh, it. And I'm certain it's going to get tabled. It's Goodwill Hunting. Table.
1: So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go, go hunting, go hunting. Da, 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 da. Good. Well, hunting. All right. Um, the bono, what do you got, man? Uh,
3: so my number three, I am, uh, I, I have an audible ready. If you guys say that this is not an acceptable pick, but when I think about just the role, I feel like that this role very much embodies a, a lot of who Robin Williams is. My number three is Aladdin. The, as genie am i allowed to have an animated pig? Why? why would that get uh, tabled why
1: would that or, uh, okay,
3: like, just, just that, making sure just making just, sure, you sure. You think
1: we're going to do yeah. another episode in the future of robin williams animated <laughs> film Good call. Okay. Like okay. so,
3: so, so my number three is the animated uh 92 film aladdin and um with his role as genie because i think that because of what they could do since genie was animated i think it's the closest that we've ever come to seeing like the,
1: the the soul. What's inside Robin's head? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, this yeah. is
3: the closest we've ever come to seeing his truest self because
2: of the, like, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if that's, if that's like, what, when you say table, what does that mean? If I mean, it's higher on your list, table it. Oh, it is higher on my okay, list. Okay, then
1: table. Yeah. 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 I, I wanna, thought I heard I, him say table as we were talking, and I'm like, no. He <laughs> Yeah.
2: No, Uh, I I, I just didn't know. I I didn't
3: know
1: it's all good. I just didn't hear you. Tabled means that we're leaving it, we're putting it, we're going to leave it on the table and we'll talk about it later on because it's coming up on my list later on somebody else's list later on. So if you table something, you're going to. Got it. All right. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh,
2: the Rosario, you've done this before. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I just have it. Listen, man, it's been it's, it's been, been a, while. a while. All right. Um, <laughs> while. Uh, my number three is uh, I just want to get the Cosby thing out of the way, you know, up top, and uh, you know, but he was in this movie with Robin Williams, and uh, I'm talking about a movie called Jack. You know, it's about the dude that reverse ages. It was Benjamin Buttons before.
3: Yeah. No, and he doesn't reverse age. He, re- he ages at four times the normal rate. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He, he gets older, but he's young. It's, it, it's, it kind of just tells you to be young at heart. You know, like that, that movie, you know, you got J-Lo in it. She, yeah. Like, he, uh, he saved all the red gummy bears for, for J-Lo. And, uh, and I was like. <laughs> Whatever happened
1: to her? So what J- happened
2: to her? To J- <laughs> you know, she went the way of, of the whale, you yeah. know, of the whale. I know. How uh, oh, yeah, she
1: looks nowadays? She she's
2: doing be- great. She's doing great. She's uh, she's uh, she, she dating Batman.
1: Fifty two. <laughs>
3: yeah, she's yeah, she's fifty two <laughs> dating Batman. So yeah, yeah. I mean, what a what a That's, that's <laughs> my dream. That's my dream.
2: Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, Jack Jack is uh, is my pick because I thought the story it was you know it was like one of those that kind of left you going like huh you know especially that graduation scene at the end when he's like super duper old but he's really just like a teenager. It was just like, oh, man, this is such a weird feeling that this movie is making me have. <laughs> but, yeah, uh,
1: I, I always found it creepy because I was always like he's – because even though the movie – I get – and, and, and there are beautiful sentiments all over the movie, but the fact that I knew – when I didn't see this movie as a kid. I watched it as an adult. So already when he looks the way he looks, like he's in his 40s and he's in elementary, I'm like, yeah. by the time he gets to high school, this is before I knew the end, and I'm like, by the time he gets to high school – like, he can't fuck nobody. Like, he's a virgin. <laughs> I die a virgin. Oh, like, I just I immediately thought that I was like, because high school is usually, for the most part, again, painting with a broad brush is when we all you know, lose our virginities, right? Yeah. Sometimes throughout the high school years. And I'm like, this what? you can't fuck nobody that looks like you're 70. Like, you can't do that. And then the ending happened. And I was like, yeah, this guy's definitely a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, like, I was just that's the only thing that crept up in my head. Again, super creepy, but yeah, I get it.
3: But um, and uh, who his, who played his mom? A uh, Diane Lane, Diane right? Lane. Uh, played his mom in that. Yeah. It was just also spectacular. It just Smoke did job. such a great job, oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but it's it's such a it's such an interesting movie because it, that's another one, right, where we see this full grown Robin Williams, but it's like we're getting to see him act like a 10 year old. And it's like, he's probably pretty comfortable with that. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's what I, that's what I liked about it. It's like, how is a, 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 it? it reminded me almost like, um, Clifford with Martin short. It gave me that kind of, uh, that kind of idea of like this dude, who's like really 40 years old. Like he's a, he's a, how old was Martin short when they did Clifford? Like, you know, like he's supposed to be portraying this, uh, Innocent child, so it was kind of like that effect, but it was with the actual like genetics behind it. So I was just like, it was for for me. I thought the movie was kind of cool because it had that whole thing of the the aging and everything like that. So I was like, and then it's Robin Williams. So I was just right. like, you know. So Jack holds a special place in my heart. Good pick, man. I didn't even think about that one. That is a good pick. Thanks. Wow,
1: Cosby was in it, so that's part of Yeah, yeah,
2: I- yeah, no. I mean, you that's, that's, that's the- a large reason why I picked it. So. <laughs>
1: Too soon, too soon. Uh, No, not for the joke. The fact that he's out of jail. Too soon.
3: Yeah,
2: way too soon. uh,
3: (laughs) Right, 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 right.
1: Uh, All right. So my number three is. My number three is. I'm gonna be honest, bro. It's gonna be Mrs. Doubtfire. That's my number three.
3: Uh, My uh, Katie's throwing that one up in the comments too.
1: That is right. That's why I didn't mention it. I uh, I didn't <laughs> it. Am I the only one that bring that's gonna that's gonna have Mrs. Doubtfire? And
3: Mrs. And Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire, an mention Mrs. Doubtfire is what I, if if for Ooh. some reason Aladdin wasn't allowed. Mrs. Doubtfire is what I was gonna say. Mary, sell. Mary, I gotta say it. Table.
1: Oh, oh okay. okay. Thank okay. God. Thank God. I was really shooketh. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Am I the only one?" Um, I, I, I had I had to call an audible because because
2: David dropped hook. And then the second time around, that's why I asked. I was like, "Wait a second, how does this thing go?" But mm-hmm. I was just like, "So I, sw- I did a little switcheroo ski, but we're back on track."
0: All right. <laughs> it was I, I, I had to struggle between Hook and Mrs. Doubtfire. And so, for, yeah, for me, it was Mrs. Doubtfire or Aladdin. Yeah,
1: you okay. chose poorly. <laughs> uh, oh, we'll we'll
3: get I back did, to the I, Holy I, Grail. I, we'll get back
1: to the Holy to Grail. Here. All right, all right. <laughs> so the number threes were Goodwill hunting. Aladdin, Jack, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Round two.
0: Dose. The sequel to
3: Uno. That may have been the quickest round in the history of this show since we only discussed one of the picks. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess. All right, so... Uh, David, what do you got for your number two, man?
0: Uh, my number two is a movie that I talked about quite a bit when we did our uh, favorite uh, movie teachers or fictional teachers, and it's, it's Dead. Poet so- uh, <laughs> no, uh, Dead. Deadpool Society. Table. All
3: right.
1: <laughs> Poets. Uh, society. How do you? Spell? Uh, there's my whole list. <laughs> uh, wait it's the, how do you spell overrated Never mind.
3: Uh, oh, All right, Jesus. Uh, we, gotta do this a fucking, we gotta do this a fucking game They're every,
0: a, every time there's there's no dead horse that Neri walks by <laughs> and he doesn't immediately think oh you know what I should beat that thing uh, hmm. my, my number two we can talk about it now
3: uh, already, my number two is the fish game um, yeah, yeah. The Fisher yeah. King is a spectacular movie. It is one of two Terry Gilliam movies that um, that Robin Williams has done. Actually, um, his other one I'll get to when we get honorable mentions. But the oh, Fisher
0: King—that's King, the, the one
3: I thought you were talking about. I, 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 I. Took, this one is a better performance from Robin Williams. I think mm-hmm. that uh, I think that the other is a very is is a it's a Wilder. Terry Gilliam movie, um, but this yeah. one uh, top to bottom is is a better film, um, and it's definitely a better Robin Williams performance. What's amazing about his role as Perry in the Fisher King is he it it takes a Robin Williams to, he's he plays the role of this guy whose wife died horribly and he has a complete and total mental break, like it's like separate from society mental break. Like he doesn't know who he is, who he was. He doesn't know what's going on. He's a man obsessed with finding the Holy Grail. And But what's amazing is how quickly he can change from being a guy who is obviously not, in living in the same reality as the rest of us, while he thinks that he's a knight who's been quested with finding the Holy Grail. And then the next second, he's a guy who's just head over heels in love with this woman that he's never met. And he's, and then when he does finally get to meet her, he's sweet and he's endearing. And then just as quickly as all of that happens, it all goes away for him in a split second. And he goes back to being this guy who has very very deep um, uh, like illusions of what's going on around him. And it's, 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 it's this amazing, amazing role. And the thing about, uh, about the Fisher King is it is, essentially a jeff bridges vehicle like that's who the the main story of redemption is about yeah. is about jeff bridges <laughs> but um but the, the robin williams role here there, there are a lot of times when when you watch a movie and you're like all right this guy was like perfectly cast uh and then you know maybe so and so could have done it maybe so and so could have done it but when i think about the fisher king i i honest to god cannot see anybody else turning it off and on with the way that robin williams was able to do this as perry in the fisher king if you if you have not seen it it's a movie from i don't even remember it's it's i mean it's it's 90s like 90, through and 92, through
1: 93 yeah 93, 92, 92, uh, I, even.
3: I mean it is i mean it's pure 90s like when, when you see it like everything about it, it is, i don't
1: know man i think john cena could have done this role too bro i mean not <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> or comedic. Um, I mean, you know, but
3: it's just you, you get you get to see Robin Williams be comedic. You get to see him be um, get to be romantic. You get to be him. be You get to see him be super serious. I mean, this is a movie that, that goes one second. A guy, uh, Robin Williams is ass naked in Central Park, convinced that he can use his mind to break clouds apart. And then a couple of scenes later, he's on a date and he's like this teenager who's just in love and doesn't know what to do. And and he portrays that so well. And then on that same date, goes on to deliver this amazing Monologue about how much this woman means to him because she's so she's always just had one night stands and and didn't know how to handle somebody actually being in love with her and he assure reassures her so well he does everything in this movie this movie fully fully encompasses just everything that Robin Williams could do as an actor.
2: Oh, I I, I have to like agree because I mean you know I'm not going to disagree uh, at the end of the day and, no but but this is this is all true. And uh, no, but I, I think that uh, with Gilliam's style, you know what I was going to attribute it to? It almost felt like uh, uh, that movie, uh, it, you could almost make it into like a graphic novel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was yeah, kind of, it was almost shot that way, um, especially for a Terry Gilliam movie, which has like these big, crazy like angles and shots. I know um, there's a, there's always like
3: the weird kind of shot where it just twists yeah. just that much, yeah,
2: yeah, like very reminiscent of like what like the stuff that he does like in Brazil and and uh, you know time bandits, and, yeah, exactly, and um and and no, it, I felt like like it was it was just shot it was just shot in that way, and it was yeah it was such a. Uh, out of this world character that he played like it wasn't it wasn't too serious it wasn't too funny it was endearing and it was uh it was just like within the realm of that movie if you didn't have that guy be there jeff bridges would have been you know performing against a, a, a brick wall or somebody else that maybe would have done it differently like john cena
3: <laughs> 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 well, and what what's, what's also amazing about this movie is if you're familiar with Terry Gilliam and you and you think about Time Bandits of Brazil and you think about all these out, just super out of this world things, and uh, then you watch this, and for the most part, it's all very straightforward. If you know Terry Gilliam, like you said, there's there's a lot of the things that are that are very signature shots for him. But yeah. uh, one thing that there's there's one scene in this movie where they're in like Grand Central Station and. Um, and he's waiting for this girl. He's like, she cause She gets off the train at the same time every day. And then when he's following her through the station, suddenly everybody but him and this girl are like ballroom dancing in the train station. And it's like, there it is. Now that's a Terry Gilliam movie. Like, that's the shot I was waiting for. And then just as quickly as it starts, it ends. And then he's just back in the rush of the train station. And so – as much as this is one where I, I think more about the role because it's really it would be really easy for me to bump this even up to number one because the movie is so amazing but um but but really the the role that robin williams plays in this um makes it even better than the fact that it's just a great movie
0: yeah
1: um i worked with a comedian um that worked with him a few times throughout his career and he told me the story of when he first married no, Robin Williams. Oh. And, um, he told me the story, the comedian, a uh, friend of mine told me the story of when he first met him, that while he was a huge fan of him, he also, the, my friend is a, was, is an addict, a recovering addict. And then he asked him, he asked Robin, Robin is like, Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, when you play when, when you you know he was a different kind of addict than robin was and he said when you were on drugs was it like i always pictured it being like how i was a fisher king to see those visions of like and and he said that robin turned to him he goes that's exactly what it was like that that was exactly like that the phrase of like his demons that was literally yeah. what he's like that's literally what it looked like and i was like oh Okay.
3: See Uh, and and that and you you know like the the the, the fear that Robin Williams portrays when he sees the red knight in Fisher King is is so real, like you feel it in your soul when he sees the red knight and and he's so terrified. And it is like this to him physical manifestation of his demons and his fears. It's it's unbelievable how well he, he sells this role.
1: Fantastic. Uh, all right. Um, so that is your number two, right? Fisher King. Uh the Rosario, what do you got for number two?
2: Doubtfire.
1: Mrs. 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 Doubtfire. <laughs> he, was, he, was Mr. married. Doubtfire. he was married and he died. Uh, the drink killed him. The drink uh, killed him. Uh what's that sound?
3: Did, was it a beat? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, my uh, my that's the chime on my front
1: door. <laughs> oh, I was like, is there an alarm? Because I use the no, alarm that's... for for the timer, and I'm like, the timer hasn't gone. Out. We haven't done the five All right, cool. Mister Alfire, talk about it, David.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, um, man, this is uh, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, find me a fight, catch me a. Get. Come on, bro! Like that movie is awesome. It was yeah, it's one of those. True. It's. Uh, it's. I think you know. It's one of those movies that it's like it's it's like signature Robin Williams, bro. Like that is like the filet mignon of what Robin Williams like is because it's got the little serious drama stuff with the family and the divorce and the comedy because it's oh this is a you know spinning a lot of plates and the, the you know the the pie in the face the, the 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 outfit changes.
1: It was cake, sir. It was cake. <laughs>
2: All right. You know what? You know what?
1: As a fact, I am offended that you would confuse a cake with a pie.
2: Yeah, you know what? Just call me when the Jeremy Irons Mount Rushmore happens, okay? Uh, Nope, (laughs) you're
1: right, but I love Mrs. Doubtfire. It's fantastic. For years, I didn't realize that... that James Bond was in this film. Like I had, it, it took me yeah,
3: exactly the same.
1: I watched this movie a thousand times before I was like, "Is that Pierce Brosnan?" Like mm-hmm. I was like, "What yep. the fuck?" Yeah. Um, and it it, 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 you know, it added to it for me. I'm like, fucking hilarious. That that. That just, I, I thought it was great, right? I thought it was funny, but um, it, did, it
0: did come out before Goldeneye. Oh, so, absolutely,
1: that's why I didn't know yeah. about it. That's why, but I can watch, but the amount of times that I've watched <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> and the amount of times that I watched, uh. It like just and then and then even afterwards I was like wait a minute is that fucking Pierce Brosnan it took me years yeah. bro, years but it's great I I I loved everything from the fact that even in the beginning of the movie his job was a voiceover actor for cartoons I thought was perfectly cast I'm like that's perfectly written for Robin. Uh, And then later he would be an actual fucking voice actor (laughs) for a cartoon, Um, but he—it's just fantastic, dude. The way it's done, the way it's uh, made—you're right—the the beats of comedy interchanging between comedy and heartfelt and family. And one of my favorite scenes from that movie is not a comedic scene. One of my favorite scenes from that movie is when he's fucking giving it to his wife and fucking like she's like, oh, you know, he's like, you you let that fucking judge sit there. And give me that fucking ridiculous sentence that you knew was wrong. Like,
3: Dude, the 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 look in his eyes when he's like, and, and now to see my kids, I've got to have somebody there and they question why I'm giving him a hug and and why I'm saying the things to cause he only has supervised visits at that point, yeah. that rips my heart out of my chest yeah. every yeah. single time. And
1: the way and the and the fact that he was telling her, he was like, You fucking just sat there and you let the and you let him say all these things, you let the judge say and, and I was angry even as a kid when they, when cuz you as a viewer know how he felt about his kids throughout at this point of the movie mm-hmm. and when the judge sits there and goes i just believe that you're giving me a performance i'm i'm seeing a performance from a very talented actor and i'm like oh fuck you. like i was so angry for him and for when, his
3: kids too god damn it
1: yeah yeah and when <laughs> That girl so adorable. Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, and she, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking great. And then when you do, I've read up on that movie, uh, on the behind the scenes and the making of, and the girl that played his eldest daughter, um, she got kicked out of school because uh, she had to take time off to do that movie. And while Robin Williams hand wrote a letter to the dean, Asking if it's okay for her to take time off. The teacher still said no. The dean, the administrator still said no. But then he fucking framed the note from Robin Williams. In his office, and she what says,
3: "Dirtbag,
1: yeah, and what she, a
3: piece of crap."
1: Yeah, yeah, and then she says that uh, th- I read this online. She said this on her, on, she, at one point. She was doing vlogs. The actress. She says that uh, she went into the office at one point to, like, you know, tell him something, or whatever, and she fucking took the letter off his wall. Good you know, for so, her. Yeah, good for her. So,
2: that that uh that restaurant scene alone at the end. When he's going from table to table, oh man, it's brilliant. It's just uh, there's so there's just so many the yes you know the whole just the the rundown at the employment agency like man that that movie is just it's again signature Robin Williams. It's like it's the creme de la creme of some of his work.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, so we have uh, Mrs. D- so the okay, so it's my turn, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, this is, um, is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm just going to go with my gut, man. Um, and the only distinction between my number one and number two is the fact that uh, one of them, he's a, he's he's the lead and the other one, he's not the lead. So that's how I'm going to break it down, because to me, I think these movies are uh, 1A and 1B are very interchangeable. So I'm going to go and say Good Will Hunting now as my number two uh so goodwill hunting is uh i I always say that i have um a top two favorite films which is uh braveheart and gladiator and then the rest are kind of interchangeable top five or top ten but in recent years i've come to terms with the fact that uh goodwill hunting will probably be my number three if i was going to give it a number like of all time i I absolutely adore this movie i saw this movie at the right age, I saw this movie like pretty much when I was uh, in my early twenties, and it, like it just hit m- it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, and it it's the movie that to me changed how I viewed Robin Williams. It wasn't his first uh, serious role, uh, but to me, it was his best. Uh, acting wise it was like this is fucking other level man this is um you felt shit uh he made me feel shit he made me laugh you know and uh to learn later on that the scenes in the office where him and matt damon are laughing were improvised the whole thing about his wife farting that's all improvised <laughs> it's just a just chef's kiss to how uh, the, you know how amazing fucking he was uh, as, as an overall performer entertainer but jesus christ that movie's fucking cuts deep uh, and i come from a good childhood i come from a good upbringing so it's not even like oh man this shit hits close to home because of all that shit that will goes through will hunting goes through but it's just perfect for me it, i i would cl- classify this as a perfect uh film uh so that's my number two is Goodwill hunting uh and if you haven't seen it like dave hadn't seen it when uh when we met you should go watch this movie yeah um, um
0: it was it, it was my number three um I, I the only I, I have to think that the only reason why the movie isn't higher on my list is because I didn't see it in um I guess a more uh, vulnerable time in in my life uh but even so seeing it at like you know uh 30 years old like it it had such a such an impact on me uh and and I think I'm with you I think that Robin Williams's best acting is in that movie. Yeah, Um, that that scene uh, and the thing is, the movie's so well written too. So uh, that the the you know it's not your fault scene every time, man. Uh, Every time it's just you know tears. There's
1: there's so many scenes that are perfectly written. The comedy between Matt Damon and Minnie Driver on their dates is fucking like you can't help but fall for these two people like oh man they're like they're great together the chemistry that they have on screen um the 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 chemistry that ben affleck and matt damon have obviously they're lifelong friends but the, okay. the that scene where ben affleck is like if i fucking if if 20 years from now i'm still picking you up to fucking go to work i'll beat your ass myself like he's yeah, like that's like oh that's a great scene such a great scene he was like you know what's wrong with like I, I like there's so many scenes that are great the the conversations between the two professors he's like what do you think I'm fucking twirling my mustache fucking wanting him to it's so perfect i at I, that movie I, there's not a scene that i i want to skip there's not a scene that is like okay yeah, yeah let's get to the next like it it's so fucking well written you're you're right it's the writing is perfect the acting is perfect uh, the casting is amazing uh every role i think was was perfectly done yeah. um uh all right so that is my number two, uh, and it's Dead Poets Society. Number two is Dead Poet Society, Fisher King, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Goodwill Hunting. Now let's get to some honorable mentions. David, what are we? All have right. right, my honorable mentions. I'm going to take
0: out some of the ones that were mentioned, so I'm going to go with um, another like uh, drama. Uh, what dreams may come is one that uh, just, like, sticks in me. Um, uh, Good Morning Vietnam is is an amazing, amazing weave of, of comedy and drama. Um, Father's Day is one that I enjoy. Uh, I watch it uh, almost every Father's Day. Uh, that's a really cool one. And um, I know that this movie doesn't get a lot of love, but I... Particularly love the Popeye movie. Um, (laughs) I I, thought
1: that was going to make your list. I thought that was going to actually make your list, and I was so prepared to be like, "Oh my God, Jesus!"
0: It's uh, well, I I I mean, it's not good enough to make the list, but it is a movie that I think captures my my love of Popeye. Um, I mean, if anyone can play Popeye, it's Robin Williams. Um, and, and I think that, uh, many, I mean, it's, it's perfectly cast, you know, like Shelly Duvall Correct. as, um, as Honestly. olive oil is, is, you know, masterful and, um, and the whole town, I mean, it, it looks like something out of, uh, you know, the, the, the symbol theater, uh, where, where Popeye originated. So it's, um, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Debona, what do you what do you got for honorable mentions? Uh,
3: most of them have been mentioned here. Uh, he did a great job in Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, uh, which is just one that you don't think about a lot. Definitely not Austric, necessarily, right? yeah, definitely yeah. not one that's going to make the mountain. But it was like something. It was like nothing I'd seen him do before. Uh, Death to Smoochie, I Good
1: think one. is one underrated dude. one that
3: I think people don't talk about enough. Just in general, I don't think people talk about Death mm. to Smoochie enough. But uh, is is another absolutely amazing role, and one where he played a bit part, but it was a very touching bit part that I absolutely love. I love him in Night at the Museum when he plays Teddy Roosevelt. Um, that is a great just, role. Just that, that, that he's he's there as that that great little compass, and just that just that line, "I'm made of lax, Mary, uh, Larry. What are you made of?" Like that <laughs> that that. I mean that, that just gets me every time. And he for for what he did in that movie, it was really great. So I, I figured it was worth an honorable mention.
1: Okay. Uh, there was Ario.
3: Uh, I'm gonna. I
2: got three honorable mentions. Uh, Flubber. Love,
0: love it. Not mad at it. I just, love-
1: wa- I just watched it with my kids. I just watched it for the first time. I had never seen the movie, and I watched it with my kids about a week and a half ago.
0: That's when I saw a lot as a
2: kid. Yeah. How 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 was your viewing experience, Neri?
1: I mean, I, I I took it for what it was. It was a children's movie that I saw uh, almost forty. So it, you yeah. know what I mean. But like, I, I <laughs> yeah. but I did enjoy. But I did. I'm I, I'm able to compartmentalize. I'm able to say like, oh, this is a fun kids movie. You know, it was yeah, a fun, yeah. So, my kids enjoyed it. So like that's all. Like I'm the wrong. I'm the wrong person to ask now. No, no, no. for the it, first it, time. But I'm sure if I would have seen it as a kid, the problem is that movie came out when I was a teenager. So I was like, yeah. too cool for school. I was like, I'm not gonna watch. This is a kids movie. This is, I was too cool for school when it first yeah. came out. Uh, but um, yeah, at, at almost forty, w- watching it with my kids, it, it was, took it, got, it, it took
2: a... it took your breath away. I get it. Um, uh,
1: Jumanji, uh, the Jumanji. flying car. I was like, why don't we call this movie the flying car movie? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what this bloater bullshit? He the flying Chitty, Chitty car. Chitty
3: bang movie. bang was taken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like, the,
2: like? My my second honorable
3: is Jumanji. Fuck yeah! What year is it?
2: Mm. Uh, and uh,
1: ninety six. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a line from the movie. That's though.
0: a line from the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here, <laughs> You know, David Allen Greer has my favorite line in that movie, and it's not even like a memorable one. But when 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 the vine comes and takes his squad car and crunches it up and pulls it in, he goes fine. Take it. I don't know why his delivery in that line is just so perfect. That that movie,
3: like uh, my my daughter's ten now, but when she was like four or five, that showed up on Netflix and it became like a regular rotation staple, like in the house uh-huh. of so the book. That she became obsessed with bats because they fly out of the chimney uh. at one point in that movie. <laughs>
2: but that's uh, that's uh, it's one of those where yeah, who rolled a seven? Was it a seven or an eight?
1: Yeah, who, who rolled a number on a die? Yeah,
2: yeah. Who rolled, Who rolled? And then he comes out with the beard, and then the, uh, and then they got to figure out the game with the, uh, with the whole, with the, with the safari guy. It was amazing.
1: Who's also his dad? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, was that his, was that his real dad? It was the same actor. That the same played- oh, right, right, right. That's Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. right. That's... It was uh, uh, Robin Williams Senior played played the role. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Wait yeah. a second, <laughs> and then uh, and then my last one, my last one is toys. Uh, I, oh my oh. god! I forgot, about yeah, toys. I forgot about that.
1: So you know what? I have never seen toys as an adult. I saw yeah. toys when it came out, and I believe it came out in '92. So I was like 11 years old, and I, based upon the title, I thought it was gonna be like a, a kids' movie. It was fucking not. It
3: is not.
1: <laughs> it was not. And I remember thinking this movie sucks. And I just I've ne- I haven't gone back to watch it. Since it came out, and I only watched that one time as a kid, and it's not a kid's movie because it's fucking called Toys and it has Robin <laughs> Williams You think it's a kid's movie? Uh, but oh my God, I, I didn't I, I even think say, about that one. But I, I thought about Toys and I thought, and I remember saying to myself, I have to rewatch this movie because I, I haven't seen it as an adult. So I had to give it its first shot. But Toys. Good one.
2: Yeah, dude. no. I, th- there's a lot of uh, cool things in the movie. You got LL Cool J. Uh, he does like all these like camouflage, camouflage things. Yeah,
1: remember the <laughs> camouflage? He comes out of the fucking wall and he's like all dressed in red, <laughs> with red beret. I'm like, really? That's
2: yeah. And uh, no, it's just the way that it's shot too. It's it's a very like weird, very strange kind of movie for especially for like a '92 movie to look the way that that movie did, and it for it just to feel. Um, and, and yeah, as strange, as strange as it was, it was just one of those movies that kind of like really like stuck with me. But it wasn't going to make the mountain, but I definitely thought I should like at least bring it up.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, Barry Levinson did that one, the same guy who did um, a, a Good Morning Vietnam.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, my honorable mentions are—I was going to say Flubber, uh, but since you already mentioned it, I'll—I'll I'll say movies that. Um. Some of these movies aren't really great, but they have either a good great performance from him or a good premise that I don't know what went wrong, but the movie didn't really work, but it was still interesting. And I I find those picks uh, interesting. And since you guys have already said pretty much all the other A-plus titles, uh, some of them are not A-plus, but uh, I go with Men of the Year uh okay. i thought it was okay. a good movie i thought it was a great premise his acting was good but the movie somehow wasn't great either like it was just i guess okay it was fine it was one of those like it's fine it's fine it's fine um but it's not good and it's not bad and it's, i don't know where, but i don't know what, like i've re-watched that movie like and but the premise is so strong about somebody entering uh the presidential campaign uh as a fucking joke and then actually winning because of a computer glitch. I, I think that's a, that's an excellent premise. And it speaks... If you watch it now, it, it fucking hits harder now. <laughs> <laughs> because when somebody enters... When a, when, when somebody went a reality show, because that's what he was in a movie, he was a fucking comedian slash reality uh, show character. When, when a reality show character enters the presidential race, you don't expect him to win. And when he does, like, oh shit, goes to... like It's <laughs> that's not the way it's supposed to be. But the um, movie was came out in two thousand six, so it's ahead of its time. Uh, another movie that I introduced to David and we, him and I, this is the movie that him and I, I didn't want to give him my my review on it, but we came up with the same review. Final Cut. Oh yeah, yeah. super interesting premise. The uh, Rosario. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's basically uh, people are when people are born, they have a they they put something in their brain where it records every segment of. It records every instance of their life and hmm. then and then when they die there's a, a position that they take the all the digital fucking uh, you know whatever and they make it like a real at the end of somebody's funeral okay uh, and they the people that could, you can't get this as an adult it has to be done as a baby and all this stuff there the premise is super fucking cool but it just doesn't work for whatever reason. And me and David have had this conversation where, like, his acting is amazing. It's, like, his acting is, like, uh, um, you know, it's great. Nothing against Robin himself, but for some reason, the movie just doesn't work. The premise yeah. is great. The acting is great. I don't know what it is, but... Um, it's an interesting, if anything, it's an interesting view just because just for the premise and the fact that it's Robin Williams doing Robin Williams. Uh, doing. I think
0: I think it's one of those things where it's like the, the the idea is fantastic, but it's not exactly explored to like its potential. Right. You know, Maybe. Um. It, 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 not sure. It's It's been a while since I've seen it. But yeah, Oh, I, that's a great one.
1: Uh, all right. So the, there's uh, Men of the Year uh, Final Cut. Uh, what was the other one? That I was going to say that you guys had not said yet. Uh, you said Flubber, too. Flubber. I was going to say Flubber, yeah. And uh, and this movie, I know I'm going to get shit for it. Because, and that's why it's an honorable That's not, not why, but it's an honorable mention. But this movie gets shit off for being, quote, too sappy or being too whatever the fuck it is. But I legitimately, and and, and in all fairness, I haven't gone back to watch it since its release. uh, But I had a great time watching Patch Adams.
0: I I, really like Patch Adams.
1: I really like Patch Adams, but that's another one that people think, "Oh, it's too cheesy, it's too corny, it's (laughs) like sappy, it's too blah blah blah." And I'm like, "But it really happened, though. This is a true story. It actually." There's there's
3: something. You're right because there's something about Patch Adams. Like you're talking about, like that's the way these movies are, right? Like there's something about it that just keeps you from thinking. It kind of bangs on all cylinders. and that's Patch Adams for me. Like it's you're true. You're right. It's a true story. It's it's a great story. It's it's well acted. There's just there's something about that movie that yeah. just that makes it ah, I don't know.
1: People, I think Maybe it I, is I, just I, too I remember, I remember at the time of the recording, at the time of the recording, at the time the movie came out, I remember people's gripe was that it was too sappy and that it was um too much. Over the top, like oh, really? The fucking doctor's gonna have clown shoes, and it's like, but he did though. Like it's not, it's so fucking cr- It's, it, it, I don't know. And so, but I get it, I get it. People, I, I think it's one of those things where, um, the the um the Tropic Thunder speech where he goes, you can't go full right mentally yeah. challenged which is not right. said,
0: which is not, not what, not, right. not, not what he says
1: but i'm cleaning it up because i don't want to get canceled uh you can't go full mentally challenged and i think that when people see movies of some of an actor going full mentally challenged that people have that same like oh really like it felt like it was oscar bait I felt like it was forced upon us. And maybe that's what patch Adams feels like to some people where it's like, I, it feels like too much. It's like, ah, oh, dude, you're just, you're I think just... it's,
3: I think it's, I think it's the same critique that a lot of people have about uh, seven pounds with Will Smith, which oh, is I fucking love seven pounds. I love seven pounds, mm-hmm. but everybody's complaint was that exact thing. It's like, we get it. You want an Oscar. And so there was back, there was a completely undeserved backlash against yeah. seven pounds mm-hmm. because it felt like Oscar bait.
1: It's so good. Uh, uh, yeah. Fuck, it's so good. Alright, um... That's a downer, too. <laughs> that's a downer, too. <laughs> <laughs> a downer of a movie, man. Oh, okay. like, hey, let's get some popcorn and fucking watch. One, seven, one more I just forgot I to mention.
3: It's, uh, yeah. I had one more honorable mention, but I just realized that everybody's number one, so I won't be spoiling anything. Um, But it's, uh... Insomnia, which is one of the other, you know, like bad guy yeah. suspense yeah. movies he did, but that that one wasn't as much about him carrying it as much as it was about his interactions with you know. But it was a Christopher Nolan film, which I tend yes. to forget.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so not all of Christopher Nolan's are hits. Um, all right, uh, it's I, Have you? I've tried to watch uh, Insomnia as an adult because when the movie came out, I was like in my late teens. So right. I try to go back now and give it a watch, and I I can't. I don't know if this is... And in all fairness, I tried to watch it last year in which I was at my heaviest that I've ever been. So my sleep apnea was through the fucking roof where all I had to do was sit down for five <laughs> seconds and be like, I'm out. Uh, I, watch, I was trying to watch insomnia and falling asleep at every fucking No, time it, 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 doesn't,
3: it doesn't hold oof. up. There's something about insomnia that, that keeps it from being as intriguing as it should be and that's why I went with one hour photo over insomnia. There's because something there's,
1: about insomnia that makes me go to sleep. <laughs> uh, watch the fucking movie, but it's—I know it's—I know I'm on. A, I know we're in a minority, bro, because that movie is highly, yeah. highly well criticized. That's what. All right, so let's go to our number ones. Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. one. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Bye. We got to our number ones. Let's see. Uh, we already know the number ones. Everybody should already know the number ones. So, yeah, let's, uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, David, what is your number one?
0: Uh, my number one was tabled early on, and it's the birdcage. Um, so I um, although Dead Poet Society means more to me on on a personal level. Uh, you know, uh, um, uh, Mr. Keys, you know, as a teacher, um, you know, he. Spoke to me. Um, the birdcage, I think, is his funniest performance. Uh, there's, I, I've seen the movie countless times. I, I've lost track of how many times I've seen the movie, and yet I still blurt out laughing, like for real, laugh out loud every time I watch this movie. Um, and it, it's it's fortunate that this is such a great ensemble because Robin Williams it's like works so is well. Robin Williams works so well off of everyone, uh, particularly Nathan Lane, but he's, he's so good at being a team player because so often he's like the star, right? And, and he is, he is the reason why you go see a movie. Um, but to see him be part of an ensemble and, and do so well with that, uh, whether he's playing off of Nathan Lane or Hank Azaria or, or Gene Hackman, he's he's still stealing the scene, but he's doing it while playing off of this, this other amazing actor. And uh, I mean there's nothing that comes out of his mouth. Uh, There's nothing that he does that doesn't make me laugh from, uh, from trying to show the, the, the male dancer on stage, um, you know, the the guy who keeps, you know, blowing bubbles with his bubble gum while, while Nathan Lane's trying to dance with him, uh, teaching him how to dance, you know, the whole, you know, fussy, 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 but internalize it, keep it inside, you know, to uh, the cooking, you know, um Hank Azaria is like, but what about the shrimp? Yeah, fuck the shrimp and he takes the whole fucking pot out with him. Every, every single thing he does is hilarious. I love this movie and I, I think it, it should be um like required viewing for um humans. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, this movie was my number four, I believe uh, and the only reason it was my number four is uh, only because I enjoy the other movies I have on my list, more so, however this is not nothing—not a knock on the birdcage, it's a great movie mm-hmm. um, I will say uh, to off of what David was talking about now it's hard to call this his funniest performance when he wasn't the funniest one in this movie nathan lane to me is the funniest one in this movie it's, and it's meant to be like that's the way it's written. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of the story it's the architect it's the, the way the characters work um he is playing uh for lack of a better phrase he's playing the straight man to right. <laughs> uh, the, the comedic straight man to nathan lane's uh funny guy but uh yeah that's he's he's uh Nathan Lane is is what makes this movie to me. Uh, this I believe, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, maybe I am. But when I was a kid, this I think this was my introduction, at least my conscious introduction to Nathan Lane. I did not know who Nathan Lane was prior to this movie, and yeah. I, it's so fucking good. Like I, I just you know, see, I,
0: I I knew him, I knew him as Timon, but I didn't know him.
1: Right, I didn't know he was Timon. Right, exactly. So while I knew Timon, I didn't know that was Nathan Lane, much less, oh, that's what Nathan Lane looks like. So to me, this was my introduction to Nathan Lane, and I, I thought it was just fucking. But everything about this movie is magical. Everything about this movie is is just you do, you, you
0: you do have like a like a great point in, you know that that Nathan Lane is kind of like the the standout you know wherever he goes because he's that's that's what the character that's what the character calls for um but he's the flamboyant one right exactly you know I've, i've come to realize as as i've gotten older that uh the comedic straight man you know the guy who sets up the jokes and all that he's the one who i typically uh end up Gravitating towards in these movies Uh, I know I've mentioned this before But you know with Star Wars I used to prefer uh, R2-D2 Thinking that he was the, The funny guy and at some point I was like, oh, no, man, it's C-3PO. You know, he's playing the straight man and he's he's the one who's really making the, the, the situation uh, e- fantastic.
1: C-3PO is the only one making jokes. You can't understand beats <laughs> and the Like The fact that you're laughing is because of what cp 3 is saying in English.
0: Exactly. But <laughs> as, as, a, as a kid, you don't realize this because the one that's over the top is R2-D2. So um mm-hmm. it, at, at least, at least for me, it was, it was like that. And um I think he, he plays it so well. Um, You know, the, your introduction to Nathan Lane when he's freaking out in, you know, in, in his, uh, in his bedroom, you know, the, you know, the whole, you know, I've yo-yoed from a, from a size four to a 12 back to a four, you know, and he goes, uh, look at me, you know, uh, you, you, whatever I am, you've made me, you know, this short, Fat thing you see before you, and he says, I, I made you short. <laughs> you know, Like, that's so fucking great. I you know. I, I like, what, 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 are you, what are you doing giving her drugs? You know, it's just it's the aspirin nice. with the A and the S script off. Nice.
1: Uh, like, I love when he was like, Oh, think John Wayne, and he starts walking. <laughs> <it. laughs> he goes, What did I do it wrong? And he's like, No, I just never realized John <laughs> Wayne walking away. Like, just, that's that's one he, of the
0: best lines of the movie. I, I fucking
1: love that. <laughs> That's a great movie, man. Great movie. Yeah. It was my number four. David's number one. Uh, Debono, what do you got for your number one, man?
3: Uh, I'd just like to point out, I'm really sorry if uh, there's been... The the reason you keep having to mute my mic is apparently I have not actually been using the mic that's in front of me. I've been using my laptop's internal mic. <laughs> so that's why when I mute my mic, nothing has happened. So I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's all right.
1: Uh, um, I, I, I kind of got that because I saw you, like... I, I kept trying
3: to figure out why you needed to mute my mic when I had it muted in front of me, so I finally went and checked my settings, and it was using my
1: laptop mic. I would see you like go, like press on the fucking mute button or press on something, and I'm like, he's like, I, I thought that you were just missing the button, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah well. no.
3: Apparently, it just wasn't set to be using the mic in front of me. So, you know, what are you gonna do? All right. Uh, so, my number one um, has been brought up. It we talked about it, you know, kind of at length when we did uh, movie teachers. But my number one is Dead Poet Society. This was my number two um and this is one where this role is so tied to me as a person that i can never escape this oh
1: we lost him we lost him is it a coincidence that we lost him when it when when he was talking about uh all
0: right so i guess i'll take over since it was my number two um and it, we spoke about this, DeBona and I, when we talked about teachers, uh, film teachers or fictional teachers, I forget exactly which one it was, um, but Dead Poet Society affected both of us uh, to the point that, um, you know, even though we may have already been considering going into uh, the, the educational field, uh, it kind of pushed us into, into that realm um, he plays uh, such an incredible teacher, who um, like it, it, he he gives everything that he is to to his students as uh, as Mr. Keating. He's um, he's the kind of teacher that you want to have in class because he will always like go to bat for you, and like he uh, he gladly gives of himself to do whatever is necessary for his student, including losing his job. Um, he like, he understands that like, you know, I, I'm, I'm leaving now. I'm not taking this personally, but I'm doing it for you. And I know that in me doing this, this, this like final act, I, I am still teaching you something. Um, it's it's a movie that I, I think Neri, had you seen it younger k- kind of like h- why goodwill hunting is lower on my list as opposed to being higher on my list it might it might be a movie that resonates more
1: well I, the movie doesn't resonate with me and I, and it's not the movie's fault. <clears throat> it's because I saw Goodwill hunting for years and I was infatuated with there was a time where I was infatuated with goodwill hunting and I asked a friend of mine, is there another movie? And I didn't ask him for Robin Williams movies. I just said, is there another movie that <clears throat> is in the vein of Good Will Hunting? Like is there something else that I could see that I could watch? Because I was so encapsulated by I, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I was so infatuated by Good Will Hunting and everything about it that um I wanted to watch more of it, more like it. Uh like, you know, like things like what we take for granted now, and like when you go and you watch a movie and it says um, other films you may like, and it gives you suggestions. Right. You know, uh we didn't have that back then. So I would ask no. people, like, "Oh, what other movie is like? Do you like Good Will Hunting?" Yes. Okay. Well then, do you know of other movies? And in all fairness, I was asking this question because I was, re- I myself was writing a script, a movie script, and so I was like trying to, like, at one point I downloaded the the, the script for Good Will Hunting, and I was like, I, I want to try to like get into that kind of like mindset. And so they suggest they go oh, Dead Poet Society, and so uh, in so then I watched Dead Poet Society after the rec- at the recommendation of somebody that said it was similar to Goodwill hunting mm-hmm. and it was un- again, putting this on me, this is not Dead Poet society's fault. this is not the movie's fault. there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's just that I was already putting it up against goodwill hunting, and in my mind, at that time, it, there was no comparison
0: I, so- I think well you're right there is no comparison because I think the the movies work on totally different wavelengths um,
3: absolutely the, the the idea of just you know like the the one on one like counselor mentor role versus the the teacher who's over an entire class i think is a is a different animal
1: it's not if you're looking at it from the perspective of just a teaching perspective but that i i wasn't i wasn't like comparing. Apple. Store. I was comparing like the the general what the movie made me feel, and the movie did not make me feel Dead Poet Society did not make me feel what go hunting again. This is not the movie's fault. I'm putting this on me. Right. Well, see what I what I always
3: go back good. to. What I always go back to with Dead Poet Society is the barbaric yop scene. Like that's when when uh, he tells everybody that they have to write a poem, and then Ethan Hawke shows up to class and he hasn't done it, and he forces Ethan Hawke to write this poem. In the middle of class, like in front of everybody. And and he does it by introducing him to this, this line of, you know, to to give forth the barbaric yop. And he makes him and he makes him do it. And he does it. And he, he keeps at him until he actually does it in a way that 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 he feels is coming from somewhere deep down inside. And then he covers his eyes and he's spinning them around and he's telling him to just ignore everybody and to just say what comes from inside of him. And he ends up creating this uh, th- this you know, that this piece of poetry, this this moment that 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 was completely beyond who he thought was he was as a person, that's what gets me. That's the scene that will forever and always put this movie on top of so many other things is because of that scene. That scene where he found the he found the guy who thought he wasn't even capable of doing it. And then pushed him to realize that he was, and not only was he capable of doing it, he was capable of doing it without even thinking about it. Like, that's what it came down to, right? It was about channeling what was inside of you. And uh, so that scene is what will always keep this movie at the the very top of my list.
1: It's kind of like uh, when <clears throat> when I asked somebody for uh, to recommend uh, a Star Trek movie, and their recommendation was Nemesis.
0: That and that person is not your friend.
1: No. Who 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 is that? Who is literally, that person? We'll talk about that afterwards, but it's literally <laughs> not my friend <laughs> anymore. But uh no, that that actually happened. And so when they go, you gotta watch Nemesis. Like they were so emphatic about it. You gotta watch Nemesis. I'm like okay, so I watched Nemesis. And I'm like this movie fucking sucks, and so I thought if this is the best that Star Trek has to offer, <laughs> fuck Star Trek. I'm not I'm <laughs> watch this again.
0: So if, if, if I had started with Nemesis, I, I would not be drinking my guffasito out of a Star Trek cup right now.
1: Yeah. Uh So it, again, not the not the franchise's fault. Not it, It's one of those things where so I because uh people recommended um, this after Ask Asking for recommendations after Goodwill Hunting, I just unfairly compared it to to Goodwill Hunting. I, I th- Goodwill Hunting I think- in my mind was so high. It's it's a personal thing. It was like mm-hmm. it was so high for me. It, it's it, you're you know,
0: you're not gonna get out of Dead Poet Society what you got out of Goodwill Hunting because you're. I, I don't think you're supposed to. Um, right it's
3: it's it, i mean like i said it's it's a they're, different they're, animal yeah,
1: it's they're, they're just different. that idea well, I, of. i, of I, I get it i know but but it's but i don't know like i again uh if they would have recommended mr holland's Opus, i, I would have said that's a better comparison to me if like if you enjoyed go with hunting you'll also enjoy mr holland's Opus. to me that's a that's a more compare. I'm going to guess. I get, I get where the comparison comes in Mm -hmm. Uh, or the they're on the same wavelength. Yeah. That's
3: like, it's it's that, that it's that that, that mentor versus classroom teacher thing. Dangerous minds.
1: minds. Yeah. But Mr. Holland's office is also a classroom teacher. That's true. So, uh, but you're looking at it from the perspective of a teacher. Dangerous minds is
0: is more like, um, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, good, goodwill hunting.
1: uh, there wasn't there wasn't uh the the cool music video for good Uh, all right um so that was the bonus no yeah yeah that was the bonus number one uh the rosario uh it's man with
2: it's like i okay i i had like literally there's nothing about aladdin come on yeah aladdin bro like literally like like it's it's like from the first very first line man ten thousand years i'll give you such a check i mean come on it's like he does everything in this movie
1: and it's just his be, voice let me ask you a quick, how did you did how wh- how did you feel about the Will Smith aladdin
2: uh you know i guess you know it's just a different take you know and i it, ask-
1: like it did you enjoy it did you think it was just-
2: I didn't see the oh, whole yeah. movie. I saw parts of it. I saw,
1: I saw sorry, that's I saw a bad, that's a total that's a No, I mean and
3: I I liked it I,
2: and this, I this,
1: this was my number 3.
3: I thought he was great because I wasn't expecting him to try to be Robin Williams. You know, yeah. I don't right. I never no, I yeah, never yeah. come into a remake or anything like that is okay, now do the same thing the person before you did. I thought the I, Will Smith I, I, was when and I that's... see Total
1: Recall remake, I need to see three titties, <laughs> my friend. I need to see that third titty. I'm sorry, bro. You gotta show me that third titty. I'm not. I'm not watching a no Total Recall with a bunch of two titty women. I need you... one. <laughs> women what if me. it was a
0: bunch yeah. of three titty women? Tell him, oh my brother! <laughs> that would be how you improve upon the original. <laughs> no, right. really we're doing to- we're doing Total Recall. We don't have Schwarzenegger. However, everybody we, three everyone titties. Everyone has three titties. <laughs> <laughs> Even the men. The men have
1: two. Uh, I need the third kitty to be in the back for the slow dancing. That's what I need it for. <laughs> uh, so um, that's a, that's a Al Bundy joke, by the way. Um, anyways, uh, so uh, Aladdin, yeah, yeah. No, I, him, like, I,
2: I I think I think that uh, the the Will Smith. Uh, when I saw some of the musical numbers for the movie, I didn't watch the movie because I was like, eh, I don't need I don't need to watch this movie. But you know, I saw some of the Will Smith stuff, and I was like, you know, I, he added his own spin to it, but man the 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 stuff that he did uh, robin williams did with that character it was ba- it was it was just uh, it's another signature robin williams performance and, and like again and i you guys keep saying something that that keeps it keeps i keep hearing uh when we're talking about these robin williams movies it has a lot to do with the era that you saw the movie like because he's been he's been do he's been making movies for for such a for he was making movies for such a long time you know you could either be a teenager when you watch this particular movie and it affected you this way, like Aladdin in, uh, I think it was 96 that, that it came out in my 92. It was before then. Yeah. So, so around then it was just like this time where I saw, and he's just, just does this crazy character of the genie and it just blows you away because it makes you laugh as a kid. And, uh, he does like every voice possible. And then the story arc is so cool. And the animation, the Disney animation and, but that's that's where, like, that stuck out to me, like, right away. Like, you said, you were like, yo, we're doing a Robin Williams, Mount Rushmore. I'm just like, well, like, Aladdin, number one, duh. You know, for no, me, at least.
3: Ab- absolutely. And like I said, when I when I brought this up, as my number three. I think this is the closest we ever got to seeing the the – let's call it the bright side of what was happening inside of Robin Williams' head, right? Like, sure, yeah. Um, this was, and th- from, from everything I've read about this movie, like when he first started doing it, they actually had to rewrite a, a lot of Genie's stuff just to keep up with Robin Williams because he would get on the mic and he would start reading and then he would start ad-libbing and they had to adjust the movie to keep up with him because they it, had this idea of what- they- on
1: animators' risks.
3: <laughs> they had this idea of what what he could do and what he would do when he became genie, but they didn't realize that he would become genie. That that this role would become you know completely inseparable. From Robin Williams, the the comedian. This was the child friendly version of all of that comedic relief stuff and all of that those the stream of conscious comedy that he used to do. And it became the animated family friendly version of that. And when he got on Mike to do genie, they couldn't stop him. They he just he just kept going. And they eventually went back and adjusted the movie to just be genie be and it became Robin Williams wasn't playing genie. It was, we need to make genie be Robin Williams. And the only reason that I, you know, like I said, I had it at number three. Was just because of the fact that that it, yeah, it's it's animated. But I mean that that's him. That's his role, and and everything he did is that is so good. He did all of his own singing. I, I mean, um, friend like me, and all of that. He he sold all of that just so amazingly well, and it it became this really pinnacle of of what you can do as a voice actor, and the fact that you can turn these roles into you instead of necessarily just becoming that role instead of and instead of robin williams becoming genie genie became robin williams and i think that's what makes it a standout voice acting role
1: oh yeah. show oh show um definitely one of his most, uh, most fun roles uh, that trans it transcends age I absolutely that movie you you know what i mean like uh there's a lot of movies uh to some of which i've made defense of it's like well it's a kid's movie you know like flubber it's like oh it's a kid's movie it's not i'm not the target audience so on and so on and that's true for a lot of movies you know they're not made there are some movies that are not made for kids there are some movies that are made for kids um but i think genie's role transcends that it's like one of those things where aladdin itself transcends age because uh and like a lot of other disney movies do too it's not but the reason why Aladdin transcends age is because of of Robin Williams, his role in Genie. Um, uh, my number one is a movie equally as fun as uh, his performance in it is equally as fun as uh, as uh, Genie's Aladdin. You're wrong it's, for that lead up. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's what dreams may come. Uh, so, if you watch What Dreams May Come, no, I, I, but it is. it is I love What Dreams May Come. It is a fucking downer of a movie. It is such a serious <laughs> yeah. movie. It is such a downer of a movie. Um, but I've rewatched this movie multiple times. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I <know>
0: <laughs> it says, it says something, I, I can't my bring friend. myself to watch this you, again. Uh, uh, I, I mean, either love me. it.
1: It's, it's incredible. Like you say, and you like, don't go, go back and rewatch
3: one it. hour photo. Man, What Dreams May Come just is so emotionally tolling.
1: Oh, I never said I don't go back to rewatch. I just said I haven't. I, <laughs> David's the one's like it's too dark for me. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I have no idea what that means. I, I've never. Um, I do. I do acknowledge that what uh, what June may come is a uh, heavy movie. Uh, I wouldn't call it dark. I would call it a heavy movie. Um, but I've rewatched it multiple times. I've bought this on every single format there is imaginable to buy, except for Betamax because I wasn't alive when that was around. <laughs> I, own it on, I own it on fucking VHS. I owned it on DVD. I owned it on Blu-ray. I own it now on digital. Uh, and I will continue fucking buying this. I didn't own it on laser disc because I did not have a laser disc player because I'm poor, motherfucker. Uh, that shit was expensive. Um, but I legitimately love this movie. I showed, I've shown this movie to multiple people uh, in my life throughout the years. All of them who have. Uh, uh, thanked and cursed me out simultaneously, <laughs> uh, my wife included. She was like, "Why the fuck are you showing me this movie?" And and uh, it's I think it's a beautiful movie. Uh, definitely deals with fucking super heavy themes. Heavy. Um, but I think the beauty of it, at, especially when you get to the end, I think is worth the journey. Uh, because I don't if the movie would have ended on a negative or it would have ended on a, on a heavy or dark theme or however you want to say whatever phrase you want to use it's one thing but the movie ends and the message of the movie is, I mean, at one point they were like, you know, he, he takes a tour. He's, he, he passed away, uh, in an accident. His kids had passed away and then his wife takes her own life. It's a whole series, a series of issues yeah. like this poor family. Um, but they learn throughout the journey in the afterlife, they learn that, uh, him and his wife were true soulmates. And it's something that they, uh, acknowledge in the movie. It's very rare. Doesn't Usually ever happened, but this is the reason why he's able to save his wife. Uh, Spoiler alert! Um, (laughs) But it's a fantastic movie. The effects were fucking mind blowing at the time. Beautiful,
3: not not even just at the time. Like the effects of that movie and and the 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 way it's shot. I mean that the beauty of that movie absolutely holds up.
1: Oh no, it it absolutely holds up. But at that time, like you watch that movie now and you go, "Oh man, that's that's beautiful." At that time, it was like, how the fuck did? What kind of? Yeah. Shorts, is okay. This? Yeah, you're right. It, it, it all goes back to like
0: painting? the the art design, the set design. Yes, I mean, it's yes. it's it, it's incredible.
1: I thought he was in a painting, bro. I thought yeah. he was in a fucking painting. I was like, that's yeah. a. They put Robin Williams in a painting. How the fuck they put Robin Williams in a painting? Same thing with the little, with the with the kid in the fucking movie The Witches. I was like, they put that kid in a painting. how the fuck they put that kid in a painting like that's how real that shit was to me and i'm not saying the effects don't hold up because they absolutely hold up and especially because these are i'm glad this is it's not by any means it's not one of the most popular robin williams films um or critically acclaimed or anything but i'm glad that this is one of the movies that they keep um um enhancing with like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean? when they made it, to, when they moved it to Blu ray or when it moved it to DVD, it wasn't just a simple file transfer. It was like they enhanced it for DVD. And when they did the same thing for Blu ray, oh,
0: you're right. This movie it for is 53% on Rotten
1: Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, it's weird. I know all, I know all is, about it, brother. What is going on there? I know all about it. I'm tr- I'm, trust me. Because I feel that the reason why the critics do not like it is for the same reason they didn't like Patch Adams. They felt that it was too much of like the emotional, like what you you said about what you said that they say about Spielberg, that they over the emotional and all this stuff there. But I think this fucking movie was perfect. I think it was such a beautiful movie. And it's very easy to think of this movie as a dark movie. If you're not, if you're just looking at the journey and not the outcome, because the outcome of the movie, the reason why this movie, the reason why he goes through, through hell, literally hell Mm -hmm. is because of true love and because of soulmates. And listen, I'm a jaded, soon-to-be 40-year-old man. I don't necessarily believe in soulmates anymore, but at the time (laughs) that this movie came out, I absolutely fucking believed in soulmates. Um, and that's not to, that's nothing to say. I, I make that makes it seem as a if I fucking have a problem <laughs> with my wife and shit, like Vanessa oh, flying like, in behind yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. You that's not what I'm talking about now. I just I'm a little bit more cynical, where I'm like, really, you're gonna find your soulmate in the fucking same city you live in? Like, what are the fucking odds, right? You know what I mean, you find somebody you love and you take care of, and you fucking take care of each other, and that's beautiful, and that's great. But some the fucking anyways um but i think it's a beautiful movie i think it's a beautiful message i think it's it's fucking fantastic yeah. uh and i think a lot of it when people think of this movie it's kind of like the movie stepmom when people think of this movie they think of like a fucking heavy pitfalls and i'm like yeah yeah but the end was fucking cool <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. yeah the, the <laughs> end
0: the end is beautiful i mean it's 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 the it's the kind of movie that um you know it's a fairy tale but but you it gives you hope that it isn't
3: right. Yeah, no. And, um, and when you talk about the cinema, uh, this movie won an Oscar, I believe for the, the cinematography or the visual effects or whatever. And, and you can, you can see the ripple effect of so many things that they did in this movie bleed through to other movies that came after it. This movie came out in the late nineties, right? Yeah. And uh, but I mean, like you look forward ten years plus, and you see, um, what was that Peter Jackson movie, Lovely Bones? And it's like, yo, a lot of this was just straight ripped from What Dreams May Come. <laughs> like when yeah. you look at the, the the visual effects and stuff like that.
1: I, I I and again, the only reason I put this because to me, this movie and um, Good Will Hunting are to me the same in the sense of quality. They're they're both amazing films. The only reason I put this as my number one over with hunting, which I didn't even think I was going to do, is because he it's a bigger role, it's a leading role, and that's mm-hmm. the only I mean, that's very superficial 1A1B. Yeah, because you could literally go, yeah, but he won the Oscar. We're really gonna... And you'd be right too. You wouldn't be wrong. Uh, But the only reason is because it's a bigger role. But I, I really fucking enjoy it. I, I watch this movie. I'm not going to say I watch it every year, but every couple of years I watch this movie. I've watched this movie fucking often. And kind of like what you were talking about, one over photo, whenever I met somebody who didn't, who hadn't seen the movie, I fucking put it on for them. <laughs> and it's usually a woman, right? Like my cousin is another one. And she was fucking in tears. And she was like, why the fuck are you showing me this? And my wife walked in and she's like right i <laughs> <laughs> but i you know I, I, anybody who knows me man i'm a fucking sappy dude i love love and i love talking about love i love watching movies about love so I, i'm fine with all of this shit that's why i love patch adams i love to me you know if it's sappy it's fine i'm okay i'm okay with sappy cheesy not too much or corny not really but i think there's a difference between those three characters no, there's three types of movies and i I'm down for the sap. Um, so that's my number one. All right. So, number ones are that's the longest I've gone on about a fucking pick in a while. <laughs> the number one were, uh, um, let's see here is Birdcage, Dead Poet Society, Aladdin, and What Dreams May Come. So, we had Aladdin as a double, we had Birdcage as a double. Uh, I believe we had Dead Poets Society as a double as well. Correct? Those yeah. all
3: also had number one votes.
1: So, a Dead Poets Society. Uh, so we have a la- Dead Poets Society had two, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying all three of those were also somebody's number yeah, yeah. one. Yeah,
1: Missus Missus to Missus Dalfire had had a had a double, and that that wasn't a number one. So we can't put what Juniors may come under. Uh, but is that
0: there there were four.
1: Uh, let's see. Hold on, Bird Cage. No, I think. Oh, I think no, Fisher King. Yeah. See.
0: Right. Fisher so,
3: King. if it like basic, like if we do kind of like the point system, right? The three that all had number one votes, so they're which, in. They're in. Yeah. All right. And then Fisher King had a two and a
1: four, and Mrs. Doubtfire had a two and a three. Uh, so two and a so three that, outranks a that, two so and a so four.
3: Yeah, that's well, gotta be Doubtfire.
1: Uh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, let me double check. Mrs. Fire had a three. And then, a and then over here, I had a two. Yeah, I had a two and a three.
3: Yeah. So, so Doubtfire's in, Fisher King's out.
1: So Aladdin, the final mountain is Aladdin, Birdcage, Deadpool Society, and Mrs. Doubtfire. That's, that's pretty a damn
2: stupid. solid ass
1: list. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I the only one that had Goodwill Hunting? No, we both. Had no, no, no. 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 Oh, yes, Goodwill yeah. Hunting. Goodwill hunting also. Yeah. Wait. What were
3: What were the votes on Goodwill Hunting? Two and uh, three. Two and three as well. So that's the same as. Dou- Fisher uh, King had two and four. Doubtfire had two and three. So right now we need to argue between Doubtfire and Goodwill Hunting. Here,
1: uh, go I, hunting.
0: I, I'd say Goodwill Hunting. Good Will
3: hunting I'm you? gonna say G- Doubtfire is like the iconic one, but I gotta say Goodwill Hunting's a better movie.
1: Uh, listen, I, but
3: as a Robin Williams vehicle, okay. Now here's the thing, though, right? As a Robin Williams vehicle, is but, but Doubtfire but more deserving? If we're, if we're gonna of get on spot? that, if
1: we're gonna get on that level. Then Aladdin shouldn't be here either. Mm. So you're going open it up. But I'm up just saying, floor. I'm, I'm it's just a saying, slope. So it's a at the slope. point,
3: okay, it is a slippery slope, but I'm saying point system wise, point system wise, if they have the same amount of points, right? Fire is but a bigger out, Robin but Williams but vehicle,
1: but we're only giving points based upon location on your list. Not how many lines okay. he had in the movie. Right. <laughs> because if we gave points based upon that, then you know what I mean? Like it's not, the, it's not,
2: I would take out, I don't know. Maybe I'm, Maybe I'm crazy for saying this, but I'd take out Dead Poet Society. No offense to, to right. but but I mean like,
3: uh, bury that son. It's got it's got number one votes. It ain't happening.
0: That's a, that's a, that's yeah. a number, that's got one and two votes. Back down. Yeah, Dead <laughs> yeah, Poet yeah, Society goes nowhere. By the numbers, by the numbers, we can't take out one. That's that's a number we, one. We can argue can. I was going
2: Wait, I was gonna replace Dead Poet Society with Good Will Hunting. I was uh, uh, just keep and keep it at Aladdin Birdcage and Doubtfire.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you on that one, but it's hard to rule out on number one and on number two. It, it's very no worries, no
2: worries. I, 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 trust I, the
1: I, I personally agree with you, De Rosario. I think uh, that you are my champion, and I agree with you. <laughs> um, however, uh, it is, uh, it's, I, I can't,
3: I a, point, it. a point system that we've established in the past, but re, but right now, so like I said, so doubt fire and goodwill hunting are tied for points and the last spot.
0: I, I say that it goes to um,
3: he's his to performance. Good Will his performance in Goodwill Hunting is better. I'm not disagreeing with that. I was yeah. just I, so you're right. Wh- whether or not it's, was, they, it's a vehicle Mr. for him,
0: was made for him? Like absolutely, but his performance is still better in. Agreed. Goodwill hunting. Absolutely agreed. I was just playing devil's advocate, but I I
1: 100% agree. I his I devil you were playing. Just Touching. straight up the devil. Not Google. even his advocate. <laughs> just the, the devil. <laughs> Diablo. Um, yeah. So the final mountain. Uh, I was gonna let you talk all you want, but I was like, yeah, I'm putting go hunting. <laughs> <laughs> you say whatever you, you want to say, baby. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you talk, but it's gonna be go hunting. Uh, Aladdin, Burcage, Deadpool Society, and goa hunting, um, which is a good mix of. Uh, drama and comedy. Uh, it is, and and
3: go watch uh, Fisher King if you haven't seen it. Though
1: uh, this is uh, so weird because um, Dead Poets aside... Because I technically every one of my movies was repeated. Every one of my movies on my list was repeated. However. That Paul Society was repeated at a higher out I high, <laughs> right. so I didn't get a perfect mountain because somebody else repeated another movie higher than what my movies were repeated. Uh so which is weird because every like I've never that's never happened to me before. I've never gotten all four of my picks tabled. Uh actually, no, what dreams may come. That's not true. I, I didn't think a perfect mountain. I, I take that back. I, is
2: I, that I, Robert Williams in
1: a painting? <laughs> 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 He's a painting, bro. Look at him. Look at him! This is <laughs> uh, great. I'm gonna watch that fucking movie right now, bro. I fucking love that movie. Uh, all right, all right, all right. There. Calm down, Jesus. Thank you guys for checking us out. We appreciate that. Um, we appreciate you check. Look, we're we're doing this out of love for Robin Williams. Uh, we are absolute all uh, diehard fans of Robin Williams. Uh, um, so we appreciate you guys checking us out. On a serious note, which we usually don't do on us, we don't do serious. Look, look at him. He has uh, he has a picture of Robin Williams, the man, the uh, De Rosario. Oh, uh, De Rosario. De, uh, yeah, the Rosario has a picture of uh, Robin Williams framed uh, in his house, in his house. Um, So we usually don't get serious on, on, on the podcast, but I did, I I would be reluctant to not mention the fact that, uh, you know, he took his own life. He had, he had mental, he had a, he had a disease, he had a mental disease and you could read about it. I'm not going to get too dark about it, but we did want to post up the phone number to the national suicide prevention lifeline. Uh, and it's one 8255 That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And uh, so-
3: if if there's if there's anything we can do on this podcast, it's 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 overshare and uh you know maybe you know just tell. But I, I can <clears throat> I can tell you personally that that if you call this number, the people who who answer, they they, they listen and they're they're very understanding, and um it it helps a lot just just know that outside of the usual talk of who else is this going to affect, regardless of who you are, the world is a better place because you are in it. And uh, calling this number is, um, if this is anything that that's ever kind of, that's ever crossed your mind, even if it's not something like where you're right on that verge, if it's ever crossed your mind, um, calling this number, you will be met with people who are very understanding and, will 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 make you understand more so than just some strangers or just your friends talking on a podcast maybe even can that 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 you're here for a reason and and you being here makes the world a better place so if, if this is something that that is personal for you or that that has ever crossed your mind i I I highly recommend giving this number a call, even if it's just somebody to talk to for a few minutes. Yeah.
1: And their website is uh, suicidepreventionlifeline.org, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And again, that number is one 800 273 8255. Uh, so thank you very much for checking us out. We appreciate you guys checking us out. We appreciate Robin. It's been seven years since his passing. Uh, and the anniversary of his death is going to be coming up now soon in August. Uh, so we want to say thank you, Robin, for everything you did and for the hours and years of entertainment that you provided us so thank you so much uh thank you guys for checking us out make sure you guys check out uh geek more on all forms if you are listening to the audio version go pr- check out the the video version on uh youtube facebook or twitch everything is uh backslash mt geek more so whether you're on facebook or youtube just go to facebook or youtube.com slash mt geek more uh check it out uh thank you guys very much for checking us out uh uh check out uh david's um uh, social media, De Rosario he's a great oh, STEM yeah. comedian. At David Funny Stuff, at David Funny Stuff. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, he's got a couple of projects that are pretty big in the works. Not, I'm not sure if you can mention it right now, but uh, just know, very happy for him. Uh, so make sure you check him out. He's very funny.
2: If I can, uh, if I can, just real quick, uh, I actually do a, a movie watch along uh, that you can see on uh, on YouTube. And basically, you can nice. watch a movie, and then uh, my my wife, uh, Amory Lee, and I, we basically just, you know, kind of mystery science theater the movie and do a DVD commentary, if you will, on certain movies and just give our own, you know, stand-up comedian kind of spin on these movies. It's called the Comic Cinema Commentary. We've done movies like Men in Black, Beetlejuice, Poltergeist, and uh, it's on YouTube, and we're under Pretentious Liquid
1: nice uh nice and check out the other podcasts on the geek bro network go to geekbro.net check out the other podcasts such as pero let me tell you the what's Up bro podcast uh shivers coming back which i'm very super excited about that uh a dose of ellie a child like a best with mike valdez and i'm finishing up seasons uh this week uh from the time of this recording in three days we will finish up season one of Seasons, a TV podcast and we have another podcast uh, uh, that's going to be done uh, soon. Uh, um, So make sure you guys check that out. Go to geekbro.net. Check out the other podcast on the Geek Bro Network, geekbro.net. Thank you very much. That's how lists are made, (laughs) y'all.